Welcome to The Square, your podcast from the Iowa League of Cities, bringing you current and important topics from around the state to your town square with our hosts, Mickey Shields, the Director of Membership Services, and Katie Wheeler, the League's Business Relations Coordinator. Our hosts bring you topics that matter to your town square. Welcome all to uh, an emergency edition of The Square. We wanted to get together and talk about what everyone is thinking about these days, and that is uh, the issues with coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Um, it affects everybody out there, of course, and it certainly affects uh, our members, the city government of Iowa. So uh, myself, Mickey Shields, and Katie Wheeler, we wanted to get together and chat a little bit about some of the issues that we're seeing and kind of uh, talk about some things the city should be thinking about and just be, let everybody know that we're out there uh, still serving you. As your Absolutely. League. Yeah. Before we start, how are you today, Mickey? Uh, I don't even know what day it is <laughs> in this, in this uh, whole uh, work from home shelter. I don't know what you call it, but uh, yeah, it's been a challenge. Um, uh, it's a challenge working from home on, on normal circumstances, I would say. I'm just not much of a home worker, remote worker kind of person to begin with. And then um, trying to be a full-time uh, employee and full-time parent and it's uh yes is definitely challenging our, and our kids are I still think they're not quite adjusted to this whole deal and they they and that for it should have been recording this because at different times they've each said we have two children they each said about how they miss how much they miss school <laughs> it's like I want to play uh, that back yep. to them when they are yes. back in school and complaining about that so yes Anyways. my kids absolutely miss school and I totally get it yeah. I I've worked from home with for the league for quite a while so I'm a mm -hmm. little bit more used to it but we've had to have lots of conversations about I cannot take you to the emergency room so right. don't do anything too stupid oh my so. goodness I know <laughs> it's like they need to be outside because they're kids and it's and now the weather is actually getting better here in Iowa and mm -hmm. um of course they want to head outside and they're getting cooped up and feeling like you know there's only so much uh stuff you can any games and uh books and right even screen time you're just trying to find different ways activities to keep them occupied but it's a challenge and and of course at the same time we're supposed to be working and trying to keep right. up on work so it's i know everybody else is out there feeling the same way and so it's, it's not uh it's not easy but we're getting by yes all right what's going on at the league right now mickey so a few things that we or want to share with our members. Going on yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> thing I mean, we'll quickly share here is that we are working from home. Uh, we're working remotely as a staff. Uh, the league has around 30 employees. And so uh, when we're all together, it's, it's certainly over that uh, threshold of 10 or more. And so we are working from home and we're doing our best to manage everything. And I think it's going pretty well so far. Um, we do get a lot of contacts uh, from our members, both on the league side, people asking questions about all sorts of things as normal. And then on uh, the workers' comp side, IMWCA, with the claims calls that they receive. So we do have a ton of contacts every day under normal circumstances from our members. So that was the number one thing that we were worried about is making sure we keep up uh, being able to respond to whatever our members need. And, I, and again, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that. Yes. Um, so that will continue. Uh, there was the recent uh, order from uh, the federal government about uh, keeping distancing to, uh, through April, through the end of April, really. So I imagine we'll continue on in this uh, fashion for, for the foreseeable future. 
So what, what, one thing we do want to tell folks, uh, anyone listening out there, we're, we're open for business. So you can contact us, call the, the general number, email any of the staff that you have email contacts for. We're here for you. We're, we'll, it may take us a little bit longer than it used to, but we'll get to you eventually. So that's the number one thing. Um, the other thing, too, that uh, some of our members certainly know is that we've had to cancel some events or postpone them at, uh, for the time being. Uh, with everything going on right now, it's hard to hold any kind of event, uh, any gathering. And that, again, that's going to be the, the case for the foreseeable future. Uh, recently, uh, we, well, actually, just uh, coming up here soon, we were supposed to have our Municipal Leadership Academy Part 3 which was going to include six in-person workshops around the state. And those are now not going to be held in person. We're going to do those remotely via online training. We're going to record training videos similar to MLA part two, and then send those out direct links to each registrant here in about mid-April. That's our target. So just keep an eye out for that. But we have contacted each of the folks who have registered for the MLA part three, let them know of the cancellation. And then the, we will be doing recorded videos and hopefully have those here in a couple of weeks. Um, Are you going to be in the video? I'm not scheduled to be. I wasn't oh, a speaker for Emily Part you Three, won't be able so to see your hair. That's a oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Alan Kemp, our executive director, is a speaker for that. He'll be talking about community development and uh, community beautification. Uh, we also have uh, economic development covered in. Or I'm sorry, yeah, economic development is in yep. that along with acting strategically, doing strategic planning and goal setting. So some really good training and it's, well, it's I'm a sure bummer. He'll get, yeah, I'm sure he'll get a fancy haircut for it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? I've seen some uh, you know, people online with uh, grown out beards and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, we're all on lockdown. So <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a different time. Uh, so that's, that's happening. Uh, that was scheduled again to be in April. We're going to do that online. Uh, one, another thing that was in April that we helped coordinate is the IMFOA Spring Conference. That was canceled. Uh, and that's, it's, again, it's a shame, that, but everybody understands, yes. I think, what the reason for that. The Nuisance Abatement Conference, which is a league event held in uh, mid-April, or mid-May, rather, mm -hmm. uh, that's been postponed. We're researching options right now to see if it can be held later in the year at all. It's, it's kind of tough to find another date uh, that works mm -hmm. for everybody. As, long, as well as finding facilities that can, can do this. So we're still holding out hope that we can find another date to do that. If not, we'll let everybody know. Uh, but that, again, it was, was scheduled for May, May 13th in Denison, has been at least postponed. We may have to cancel it altogether. We'll just keep working on that and let everybody know yep. uh, as soon as we know more. Um, beyond that, uh, there's a couple of, of events in June that we hold each year with the small city workshops, which is another uh, set of six in-person workshops that we do each year around the state. Uh, and then our annual golf fundraiser, which is uh, typically held in early June. Those are still on as of this recording, and we're recording here in early April. Uh, so we don't know quite yet if those are going to be, uh, if we're going to be able to do those. It's certainly possible that they'll, we'll have to cancel or postpone if we do, we'll get the info out to our members as, as quick as possible. Awesome. Well, we'll so just beyond keep that, we'll just, on. Yeah, I know. just exactly you, same message. Yeah. We just so don't many know. unknowns. Yep. Yeah. But definitely still good training and resources that we all need. Yeah. And that's the thing that we want to stress is that um, 
like MLA is the prime example. We're switching to online recording. It's not the same. Personally, I'm still uh, an in-person kind of person uh, uh, learner. I like to be in a classroom. I still find that to be uh, better than remote learning, but we're all going to have to make adjustments for sure. So if we have to cancel a lot of these uh, training events, we'll definitely come up with other ways to get education mm-hmm. out to people because that won't stop. The need for education will not stop. And, and we know that. So we'll, we'll try to find ways to get, make sure our members get the information and training that they need. All right. So as you mentioned earlier, this is kind of an emergency podcast that we are decided to do offhand here. And I have to ask, I know you've been getting a ton of calls and a ton of emails. What kind of calls and emails are you seeing? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's obviously just a lot of people, this is different for them. It's different for the league. And there's raises a ton of questions on just basically how to keep things going. I think I would say that the number one thing that we are getting asked is how to hold an electronic meeting. And it's interesting in that, uh, the, the state code under the open meetings law, section 21.8, has long allowed governmental bodies to use electronic meetings, but most cities just never did those uh, because they had meetings in person and they felt like that was the best way to make sure there's transparency and encourage people to engage with their local governmental body. Uh, so in the past, before all this, uh, it was common. The only time you'd maybe see an, the use of an electronic meeting was one council member that may be on the road for business or something like that calling into the live council meeting that was being held as normal in the council chambers. But with the with what's going on now, and it's really hard to have a council meeting in person, given the limitation on the size of, of gatherings, many cities, nearly all of them are, are looking into or, or have held electronic meetings. Uh, and they're trying to figure out the best way to do that. The one thing that we're telling people from a legal perspective is you still have to follow all the open meetings laws in terms of uh, posting a notice and agenda at least 24 hours in advance and finding a way to make sure the meeting is open to the public, that they have reasonable access to the meeting itself. So if you're going to use an electronic meeting, such as a conference call or a web conference, uh, you need to share those details in your agenda, in the notice to itself. So if you're going to use a conference call, provide the conference call number and the access code, mm-hmm. and that'll cover you. That gives the, the, the public reasonable access to that meeting. Uh, and the same would be true with a web conference. If you're going to use an online meeting, provide the link, how to get access into that meeting. And again, you've done your job. Uh, from there, it's more of a question, how do, how do you effectively run uh, an electronic meeting? And, and Katie, you can jump in. You've, you've been on uh, electronic meetings in the past. But one thing that we, uh, we talk about is, especially for the public, because this is new for everybody, kind of announce the ground rules at the beginning. Whoever that is, the mayor, the city clerk, that um, you know, the city is running the meeting. The, the normal meeting rules still apply about decorum and, and uh, language and that the, the public have to kind of wait their turn to make any comments. If you're going to use a public comment time, uh, that there's still an agenda to follow and, and so forth. Uh, and one thing, too, is uh, we, we've, tell, we've been telling people is uh, test it out ahead of time, whatever Absolutely. system you're going to be using. Yeah, uh, play around with the software, especially if you're going to be using a web conference of some sort. Uh, how do you mute and unmute people? Mm-hmm. How can they raise their hand if they have a, a, an option for that or a chat function if you're going to collect comments using a chat function? Um, there's a lot of options with these uh, systems, which are which is wonderful, but you got to make sure you're using it effectively to, to handle the meeting properly. Um, and it, it's kind of basic, but make sure that everybody, particularly the council members, are, are active on the meeting itself before mm-hmm. you get started. 
Um, anyone who's joined an electronic meeting has probably had the issue or two was my mic doesn't work. Um, that's something that, that was, just happened to me today. Yeah, that was us <laughs> so, today, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was us. <laughs> yeah, trying to get started on this. My, uh, Mickey, myself, <laughs> speaking in a third person, couldn't get my mic to work. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, so uh, things like that. You want to make sure everybody's up and running as best as possible before you get started. And then uh, tell any city clerk, because it's probably going to be the city clerk to ask to do this, but don't be afraid to use the mute button if you need to, because <laughs> uh, sometimes there's a lot of chatter going on in the background during any uh, remote meeting. And you just, you, you got to sometimes uh, for the, for the sake of the, the meeting itself, the getting things done, you've got to have to meet yeah. some people at times. Yeah. Sometimes it sounds like people are doing dishes in the background. <laughs> right. It always yeah. amazes me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right now I, I totally get it. Like I'm, I'm kind of, while we're recording this, I'm bracing for, uh, one of the kids are running here and start screaming about <laughs> something. So yeah, you just, you know, that's how it is right now. And people will understand, uh, yes, but you just got to do your best. So, and the other thing too, we're telling folks is try to, if, especially if you're using like a web conference meeting, record it. Not only is that good for helping doing the, the council meeting minutes after the fact, mm -hmm. but it is something that is valuable to post uh, since yes. it's kind of hard for folks to attend a live meeting. You're not holding live meetings. Uh, to try to uh, get the word out or get the, get the information out to them. Um, you can post it uh, to a city website or a newspaper website or something just to provide them another opportunity to, to listen to their council meeting. Okay, that's great info, Mickey. What Beyond the electronic meeting, what other kind of questions are you getting? I would say it's just a lot of like concern about continuing operations for cities. Like how do we continue to provide services and cities provide critical services like water, sewer, police, mm -hmm. fire, and so on. There, there's all kinds of things that uh, this can impact. Uh, and and this is, is directly related to some cities have had to close things like the city library or uh, just this uh, recently, we've seen a number of cities have to uh, prohibit people from using park playground equipment because obviously that's something that right. people touch and it can spread germs very easily. So trying to find that uh, way to still provide services while also being safe and keeping employees safe, keeping the public safe. And there's no, no two cities are going to be alike with this. It just depends on each city and what, what they're comfortable with, what they feel the need to do. But again, it is common right now to see cities close libraries uh, and try to do door side or uh, curbside drop-offs and pickups if, if possible. Um, city Hall, many of them are restricting access or even have closed public access to City Hall. They're informing people to make their utility payments online if you have that choice or to use the Dropbox, uh, even during normal business hours to just drop off payments doing that or mail them in rather than the, the, you know, actually mm -hmm. handing in the payment as you may have in the past. And it's just uh, things like that that uh, we all took for granted for probably for forever mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. But right now, um, trying to minimize that person-to-person uh, -person interaction is what everybody's after. And so if you can do that as a city while still keeping things going, that's the idea. Uh, and again, every city is going to be a little bit different in terms of what services they provide, what kind of facilities they have open. Uh, but just looking at ways you can continue to keep the essential services operating while minimizing contact is, I think, what everybody is trying to, to achieve. Absolutely. All right. So one thing else too, yeah, to one thing too. This, yeah, related to that, I would just simply say, 
you may need to issue an emergency proclamation. That's another question that's come up from a, a lot of cities out okay. there. Yep. The state code does allow cities to issue emergency proclamations to cover all sorts of things. Many of them uh, that we're seeing right now, mayors are doing this under their powers of Section 372.14 of the state code, largely, to, again, to kind of restrict access to facilities or close them down altogether um, to, again, keep uh, social distancing in place or to encourage that out in the public. Uh, so that's another thing just to look at. You may need, not every the city has done that. You may not feel the need to issue an emergency proclamation, but some have certainly. Mm -hmm. And it's, and again, it's to address things like public access or the closure of buildings uh, okay. uh, and anything else that a city may feel. So that's something to look into if if you're worried as a mayor or as a city out there, if you're, if you're feeling the need to restrict access and really send a message to the public about uh, staying away from certain facilities. That's one way to do it. Perfect. And yeah, if anybody has questions, like Mickey said, we are still fully functioning. So you can always call and ask Mickey, the walking city code book. Uh, That's right. You know, yeah. <laughs> myself and Bill Goldie and yes. all the whole team at the league. Um, we're yeah. here for you. It, it is, it might be a little bit slower than usual, but we will get to you at some point. We promise. Yes. And everybody, you know, needs help during this time because it's all different for all of us. So yeah it if you have it's, if you need anything absolutely give us a call yeah if you just want to chat you know your kids are driving you crazy we can, <laughs> we can commiserate on that <laughs> oh absolutely right yes I mean, and, and honestly we, we're taking movie uh, recommendations and tv show recommendations right now since uh you know there's there's a little bit more time at home <laughs> these days so if anybody's want yeah, to drop us a few uh, good recommendations we're all ears uh, well you know I'll, I might make a list for you now that I know. That you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure <laughs> we're, uh, somehow our kids got on the eighties movie kick. Um, Ooh, my wife my and kids... I are children of the eighties. So, uh... <laughs> my kids really like over the top. Oh my yeah. God. And, and as for movie recommendations, I don't usually jump in here, but you really should check out Tiger King. Oh, we did see that. Yes. Yes. I, it, it, there's something genuinely ridiculous about it people really. being able to buy tigers for $2,000 and keep them in their yard. So my yeah. kids, like I said, love over the top. They that's all, that, the arm wrestling that's movie. That's that arm wrestling movie, yeah. <laughs> they like love it. They also really like, oh, uh, Bill Goldie is going to kill me because I can't remember his name because he's from Philly. Sylvester but, Stallone? No, Invincible. Is that what it oh, is? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they also really like <laughs> look at that movie. Goodness. It, they also are kind of into Rocky movies a little bit. Nice. But we got to get started be... on those. <laughs> so but I just, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, Mickey, you had something to say about Tiger King. It, have you even checked into that? Oh, we've we watched it, an entire series it's, in about two it days. It is ridiculous. It's crazy. It is ridiculous. It is one of the strangest things I've ever seen, <laughs> period. I didn't know this kind of subculture really existed. I mean, I kind of did, but, you know, you hear about it every now and then. But holy bull, I can't. This is just wild. Is I there anything in city code about having a tiger in your backyard? <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> generally some uh, kind of codes about, like, exotic animals but it's not you know it's it's not really a big issue in most places until it becomes an issue frankly well, right I, maybe I after this a city official expects there to be a tiger right in town 
Right. No. It's just such a odd thing to have, <laughs> but but it's out there, obviously. The thing that too was just wild, like there's always always looking for Iowa connections. The guy drinks out of the Hawkeye coffee mug. Yeah. And then there's a woman from Ames, Iowa that worked at one of these places and it was just like, Oh my gosh, it's just Yeah, it's so I strange. Did, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I didn't know like I said, like you were saying, I it didn't know that was a thing. No. I really I mean, nope, this, me it's just, it's in, very interesting. I don't know how you get started on that, but the other thing too that is, is so interesting is just kind of like how these movements catch, mm-hmm. catch support or catch momentum. It's become like this bigger thing. It's, I don't know, this, for whatever reason, people find a, find a connection <laughs> to, to both sides of that whole story. So it's wild. That's well, a good maybe one. Maybe not right That's now. That's a good one. Yes, maybe not right now, but I'd love to hear the 80 move, 80s movies you've been watching. Okay, well, I'll just say this, for especially people out there with younger children. Um, my wife and I, for some reason, did not remember that the vacation movies, the old ones like uh, National Lampoon's, you know, yes. Vacation or European Vacation are rated <laughs> R. They're, they're rated R for a yes. good reason. Because yes, I think I think we had only like it's been so long since the originals came out. We've only seen them on cable TV, right? So they've taken out all the taken bad stuff. Of, yes. And like we're sitting there watching it on just on like I think Netflix, and didn't even notice that they're rated <laughs> R. And like oh boy, <laughs> and like okay. not and, appropriate for young. And kids. it seems like the '80s ratings were a little yeah. more lax yep. than yeah. the ratings are now. Because sure. there's some Brat Pack movies that I know are great, but then I watch them again and I'm like, hmm, maybe yeah. not with my kids. Maybe right. not with my kids just yet. Yeah. So, Mickey, your kids are learning life skills over. I tell you, I tell you. Rated it's, R movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a mistake. So, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't recommend that. But uh, no, we watched uh, the Back to the Future series. Yep. Uh, yeah, I've got through those. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. also pretty fun. So I think the good. Rocky Rocky series is next. It's a good idea. It's pretty good. Yeah, good uh, good clean movies, right? They are. They are good clean <laughs> movies, actually. <laughs> Very inspiring. All right. Well, we wanted to end our podcast today with some positive stories that are going on around the state, and I know there are tons of them, and obviously we see them on the news, but some that maybe we haven't seen on the news that I know that they're going to be featured in Cityscape in April, but um, we just kind of wanted to chat about a few of them and tell you guys to keep up the good work. You guys are amazing. You're out there on the front lines serving your community despite everything that's going on. And I am so impressed with the creativity that cities are coming up with. For one, uh, Albernet they have been going on a bear hunt. I don't know if you guys read that book to your kids when they were little. We did all the time. Um, but they've set bears out, like stuffed animal bears, not real bears, like Tiger King or anything. But <laughs> uh, they've been setting them out, and they're encouraging their citizens to drive around and find them. And I think that's just a great idea. And when, as I was saying this, that book says – we're going on a bear hunt. You can't go over it. You can't go under it or you can't go around it or however it goes, but that's just like our world right now. We can't, you know, we can't sneak around this one. We have to just go straight through it. And that's right. So that's just a great one with Al Burnett. Right. You have one Mickey. 
Yeah, I think another one that was uh, really cool to see was the city of Richland. And any city could really do this, or most cities anyways, have a Uh fire department. Um, But they kind of just sent out sort of a parade of their fire engines and and, and response vehicles just to kind of run the sirens a little bit, let people know they're there and and still working. And I think it's just, you know, a nice way to say hi with being at least six feet away. (laughs) So it's a cool little thing. And and I know there's been some other communities, not just cities, but like schools having parades with their teachers waving to the students and and the kids around the community. That's something that's, again, it's, it's a small thing, but it gives a little feel that, Hey, we're here for you. And we, we, we miss you. And, and we're mm-hmm. thinking of you. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you what can... else? Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I know that like um, Lansing, Iowa, they have, they fed the community. They, you know, times are tough right now. And there was a barn grill in town that decided that they wanted to feed the community. And they thought they were going to feed 100. And volunteers ended up making meals for over 300 people. So that yeah. is awesome and just was, and they delivered the meals right i believe that was just incredible think, to yeah. see that and i know other places are doing similar things on mm-hmm. uh, food drives and making sure especially the vulnerable populations have access to meals it's um coming together is, is such a key thing right now and one more that we've we got wind of and that's the city of dyersville uh, helping make face masks for uh, the nurse the local nursing homes and a lot of volunteers come out to uh, put mm-hmm. those together, sew them up. And it's, it's just, um, as we all know, masks right now are in short supply along with other personal protective equipment. And so um, seeing these volunteer efforts right now, is just, uh, it's really heartwarming. And again, I know there's other places doing similar things and we Absolutely. just applaud everybody for stepping up, uh, Iowans and uh, I love people around the country, but we know in Iowa, we just, we always uh, embrace a good challenge. And we're going to continue to fight through it together. And at some point, life will return back to normal. And um, But it may be a while. I think uh, coming together like this is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you guys have uh, positive stories that your community is doing, absolutely send them over to us. And we will feature them on social media and other places that we can. Um, I think it's important that we let our kindness shine right now. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Cannot, uh, hopefully <laughs> don't get too bogged down in all the tough stuff. There's a lot of news. It's important. You don't want to, you don't want to miss it. It's important to understand it and follow it, but at the same time, try to, you know, uh, be positive and, and look for help mm-hmm. if you need it and, and help others if you can. I think that's uh, something that cities, uh, city governments, that's what we're designed to do. And we're here to serve people. And I know many cities out there are doing that. And we, again, we applaud those efforts and tell the folks to keep it up uh, now more than ever. Awesome. Well, we won't keep you guys much longer. We appreciate you joining us on the square today. And anything yeah. else, Mr. Shields? Well, just again, like we're our main method of communication right now is going to be our League Weekly e-newsletter, which comes mm-hmm. out on Tuesdays, along with our legislative link, which comes out on Fridays. In those, uh, as many know, we put in all kinds of information, uh, especially right now, anything that's coming out from the federal and state governments, we'll include it there. There's every day there's something else that, that gets announced or some mm-hmm. program or some new law or rule or whatever. Uh, so just follow us on that. And, and again, contact us with any questions you have. We're happy to help out. Awesome. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. Putting this we'll together. See you guys.